Today's episode is brought to you by Fulton, a modern brand of ARC support. Fulton launched the most comfortable, supportive and sustainable insole on the planet. Fulton believes wellness starts from the ground up and that the feet are the foundation of our bodies. Fulton insoles offer comfortable ARC support to align your body from head to toe, mitigating pain, providing comfort and improving posture. Fulton is creating a world where the shoes we wear are actually good for all bodies, providing you with a sturdier foundation for a healthier future. Fulton is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase at walkfulton.com by using the code PODCAST10, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-10 for $10 off at walkfulton.com. Check out the website to see how Fulton can support you. All learned from COVID-19 is that something small can spread quickly, like a ripple. If enough of us do our part by getting vaccinated, we can start a wave. A wave of Canadians helping each other return to the people and places we love. We can all help by getting vaccinated. Learn more at canada.ca slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Government of Canada. Looking for an adventure under the northern lights in the land of the midnight sun? Schools across the Northwest Territories and Nunavut are hiring French-speaking educators. Join our Teach North virtual job fair to hear about this unique opportunity. The job fair will have webinars, prizes, and a chance to speak one-on-one with employers looking to hire. It's taking place online May 31st. Register on jfairs.com with the participation of the Government of Canada. Beautiful souls, you are listening to Estais Escuchando Vuzekuti, a multilingual affair here on CKUT 90.3 FM with your host DJ Tikis, your reggae fusion artist, lady who wears many wraps and colourful ones at that. Oh, a fantastic show lies ahead as usual with special guests. Marcia Johnson, actor, author, dramaturge, and Tai Uhuru's a hip-hop artist, 
and author as well from the USA. Marcio happens to be Jamaican-born, Canadian-raised. Um, so yeah, muy buenos días. Nuestros invitados especiales. Marcia es una actriz nacida en Jamaica que emigró a Canadá a una edad temprana. Itaye Uru es un artista de hip hop nacido en los Estados Unidos. Nos invitamos especial aujourd'hui. Bonjour, bonjour a tout le monde. Uh, la première, c'est une uh, auteur, une actrice, dramaturge, qui s'appelle Marcia Johnson. Et uh, elle vient de faire une production uh, faite pour Stratford Festival. Alors, on va parler avec elle plus tard. Itaye Uuru, c'est une artiste qui est née aux États-Unis. Il est un artiste hip hop et est un auteur aussi. Alors, conversation profonde, consciente et edificante desde las profundidades del alma. Une conversation profonde, consciente et edifiante de profondeur de l'âme. Deep, conscious, uplifting, reasoning from the depths of the soul. Keep it locked and a big shout out to everyone and all over the place who tunes in. Much love and light to you. Yad, 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 Voy a 
morderme como el fuego Voy a quemar tu puño de acero Y del morado de mi mejilla Salta el palo para cobrarme las heridas Malo, malo, malo eres No se daña quien se quiere No, tonto, tonto, tonto eres No te pienses mejor que las mujeres Malo, malo, malo eres No se daña quien se quiere La locomoción no puede
How y'all feel out there? Shout out to all the loved ones out there, all the families out there. We are one, one people, one voice, one energy. We are love, big vibration. As usual, I'm checking in and just to let you know, we started off with some wonderful vibes. Oh, however, the wind blows in my mind and the groove and my artists or my guests, you know, that's how it goes. On a commencé avec Zap Mama, Iko Iko, et après, Bebe, Malo, Macaco, Moving, Champau, Ahí estás tú, Donna Summer. On écoute maintenant, I feel love, je me sens l'amour. Alors, on continue avec la fête comme d'habitude. On continue, on continue. <rire> Et après, on va jouer Diana Ross Upside Down, Ring My Bell. Et euh, juste quelque chose, je pense un peu euh, old school. Yes, I, old school vibes. Here we are. See you Let the beat drop. Boy, you 
Transformation Project, A Magical Place, by Marcia Johnson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> from the beginning. Okay, I was coming home from my run. I try to open the front door, but it's locked. So I start heading to the back door, and I hear this woman saying, Can I help you? Uh, I know where this is going. Oh, I turn around. She says, 
I couldn't help but notice you trying to get into Emily's house. Oh my gosh, I had to be so bad and take a shower and get ready for a client meeting happening in like 14 minutes. Perfect storm. Mm-hmm. I told her politely that I didn't need her help and I just went inside. Flash forward to my meeting, it is going great. Then mm. there's a knock at the door. The thing is, I don't want to get up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I will be damned if I let this chick make me look unprofessional. Then the knocking turns into pounding. And I remember that I can turn the camera off. So I excuse myself and go to the door. And I'm all set to tear a strip off her. But it wasn't her. Oh, she was there on the porch behind two cops. Mm -mm. Oh, oh, that's her, she says, pointing at me like she's just solved the crime of the century. The older cop says they're responding to a call about a woman breaking into the house. She had never seen me in the neighborhood and knows the owner of the house. And, and you are so rude, she says. God. Yeah. Well, then they ask me for my ID and I am screwed because everything still has my old address. Well, did you tell them that? I didn't have a chance. Miller chimes in. He says, point, point me towards the officers. So suddenly I'm standing in the front hall, holding my laptop in front of me while my newest client assures two of Toronto's finest that I am an upstanding citizen with a good job and house sitting for a friend. And... Oh, they took his word for it. And did she say anything? Oh, she just gave me that look. What look? What would you expect me to do when I see a black person out of place? Oh, it's gonna make things so awkward to live there. I gotta get out of here. People are like that everywhere. Not where I'm thinking. And where is this magical place? Africa. Michelle, I thought you'd given up on this idea. Most of my stuff is still in boxes. I hardly ever meet my clients in person, especially this year. I could set up anywhere. Come with me. I do not leave in Canada. But you have it worse than I do. I can handle it. We shouldn't have to handle it. <gasps> I could start off as a tourist. I've got enough money saved. Would it make a difference if we... Uh, if we what? If we got married. This isn't a ploy to get you to put a ring on it, Craig. Well, it's been three years and... Four? Right. Come with me. Imagine not being pulled over every other time you went out. Don't you want to live in a world where we would be in the majority? That's not a good enough reason to blow up my life. And things are changing. Not fast enough for me. What are you doing? I just booked a flight for Friday. I've sent all the details to you in an email. You can meet me at the airport or not. You expect me to uproot my life and travel however many thousands of miles. Our ancestors did it. You don't even know where your ancestors came from. Uh, well, they were a lot closer to Botswana than Oakville. You mean that I may have already touched you for the last time? <clears throat> On this on this continent, anyway. <laughs> You're acting like a crazy person. Say goodbye to me.
Okay. Okay. Goodbye, Craig.
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Estáis Escuchando, Vous Écoutez, a multilingual affair, here on CKUT 90.3 FM with Tikis, your reggae fusion artist, lady who wears many wraps and colorful ones at that. Our special guests today are both very talented intellects. Marcia Johnson is a playwright, libertist, actor. Uh, she's born in Jamaica, raised in Canada, where she's been working as a theatre artist for over 30 years. Taya Yurul is a historian, archivist, genealogist, a student of middle childhood education, and an independent hip-hop artist, I believe born in the USA. And he could correct me on that later on. Nos invités spéciaux aujourd'hui sont tous de deux intellectuels très talentueux. Marcia est un dramaturge, librettiste et comédien né en Jamaïque, né au Canada, où elle travaille comme artiste de théâtre depuis plus de 30 ans. Taye Uru est un historien, archiviste, généalogiste, étudiant et artiste hip-hop indépendant né aux États-Unis. Y nuestros invitados especiales de hoy son ambos intelectos muy talentosos. Marcia Johnson es dramaturga, libretista y actriz, nacida en Jamaica, criada en Canadá, donde ha trabajado como artista de teatro durante más de 30 años. Y Taye es historiador, archivero, genialista, estudiante de educación infantil, media y artista independiente de hip hop, nacido en los Estados Unidos. Alors, je vous présente, je vous présente, Marcia et Marcus. Hello. <laughs> family, peace, family. Thank you so much, Queen. I truly appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you both. Um, you know, they always say ladies first, but I always go against the grain. So, Tanya, <laughs> we're going to start off with Tanya with the questions, all right? You put this long list of things that I can't even begin to, to, to ponder on. But let's talk about your studies, first of all, because you, from what I gather, you've traveled different places. Creo que hablas español, portugués, fallas portugués. So tell us a little bit about um, how your journey has been studying all over. Oh, it's been a blessing. Um, I've had some amazing experiences. I'm still studying, you know, I don't have a degree, but I've studied abroad in Brazil. I've studied abroad in the Dominican Republic. I lived in Africa, but I was born and raised in the United States. I've been to almost roughly 70 countries around the world. Yes, and you've recently released your book, I believe you've just written. Tell us about that. Yeah, I just released my first book. It's called The Afro Set. Um, basically, Afro was synonymous with African. And this was a group that was formed in the 1960s during the Black Power Movement in the United States. And it was organized in my city, Cleveland. And my uncle, he was one of the co-founders. He was the minister of information of the group. He was a poet, he was a playwright. He was the editor of their newspaper. He was the photographer. Um, he was their spokesperson. So for the most part, this group was at the forefront of reintroducing Black Americans to African history, African culture, African wow. language, African music, African fashion. So they opened up shops and they would sell dashikis and necklaces and earrings and pottery and paintings. Um, they also opened up a theater. They would do plays. Uh, they would do poetry readings, musical performances, you know, with the Congo drums. They had a nursery. They had a lot of classes. You know, they taught people Swahili. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they had classes on economics, drug awareness, 
health and wellness. You know, they practiced uh, self-defense. Um, they went to the farm. They did uh, target practice. They trained with the rifles, the machetes, the sticks. Um, they had a lot of social programs, you know, free breakfast, free lunch, and different things like that as well. Wonderful. That sounds like a mouthful, you know. Um, is there a link that you could perhaps let us know about later on in the show that we can find or to help? You can let me know about that later on, yeah? Okay. Now, Marcia. Marcia's story is quite interesting because we, we have somebody in common that we know. Now, there's a lovely lady by the name of Lorna who happens to be this, uh, Marcia's sister. Mm -hmm. And I hang with this lady. She's amazing, I find. Because we hang from time to time and actually I was to even meet with her not so long ago. <laughs> and yeah. It, yeah, and she sent me a link and I was just really, she was so impressed and, and proud of her sister. She sent me this link and I was like, what is this all about? Because I'm always curious about promoting people and, you know, helping out as much as I can. And I was very impressed and I thought, okay, let's set up an interview. So here we are with Marcia Johnson, who is a dramaturge and actress you're an author as well Marcia please just give us a little introduction <laughs> as to who you are <laughs> well uh, it just goes to show that Lorna my sister her business was marketing so it's great <laughs> having someone like that in your corner She's um, wonderful. Yeah. yeah so well I was a very shy kid and uh, when I did a school play at the age of nine I just knew that was it for me not to be famous or anything but just because I loved expressing myself that way. No one tells you you're being too big or no one tells you to shut up. Like when mm -hmm. you're on stage, you're supposed to be there and everyone's supposed to be watching you and listening to you. And uh, and when they laughed, it wasn't at me, it was with me. And I just mm. felt like I had a talent for it. But I kept it a secret because everyone goes around and says they want to be a movie star or famous, but I really meant it. I meant that I wanted to express myself through acting. Yeah. So I started my professional career in 1983 and I was doing mainly theater and uh, I just got frustrated that I wasn't even considered for the lead roles or a lot of times not even the best friend roles and you know all the people, the white actors that I was coming up with, there's just um, things that you go through. There's a stage in your life where you are the love interest and I was never considered for that. And that really did a number on me, you know. Um, the current like actors, black actors getting into the business these days, there's just way more opportunities and way more um, acceptance for them. But what I did was that I started writing to create bigger roles for myself and show that I could carry a show, show that an audience would accept me and appreciate me. And it worked, my first two plays, people really liked them, but that's when I learned that people are more interested in writers than actors, because there's not as many writers out there. <laughs> so um, I And started also I believe the, the surreal aspect to it, you dive into a fantasy world, you don't really see your face, you have no judgment. Sorry, that was just my take on that, but carry on, love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. The thing is, no, I can't, I can't be, they can't tell me I'm too fat to be a writer. I'm not too old to be a writer. I'm not too, you know, uh, you know getting all these different categories. So for a while there, my, um, my acting got derailed with more interesting in writing. And then after a while, I wasn't writing roles for myself anymore. Mm. Um, so now we're back to that balance and acting and writing and it, it's become a great source of activism for me 
because there's always a black woman in my place now, always. And I tell stories that just haven't been told and about people who've been marginalized. Um, that's that's my goal now. Like, Wow, you know, it, it's fantastic. I could just let both of you just carry on. You could tell you're both authors too. And you know, cause you, you actually captivate and engage. You know, you're telling a story as you're telling me what's going on. And, and Marcia, I'm gonna come back to you at some point because you also uh, vo do voice over uh, or write children's books, I believe. Uh, I think you started that last year. Touch a bit on that later on. Um, Going back, to tie it, you have done writing for books versus lyrics. Let's talk about that. You've got two different worlds here. How do you uh, let these two come together or separate? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've been doing hip hop all my life. You know, I've been around hip hop. My dad and my brothers, you know, they used to play KRS-One and BDP and Rockem and all those great people like that so i fell in love with hip-hop at an early age i started writing raps when i was probably maybe fifth or sixth grade you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so but i just recently wrote my first book i got into the writing a little bit later it's a little more technical you know more factual more historical writing but when i make my music i can be as creative as i want to be i can control everything you know what i'm saying <laughs> so this um part that you were referring to in terms of the writing historical what tell us a little bit about this book then well in comparison to my book i interviewed over a hundred people you know i sat down mm -hmm. with them and i let them tell their story and then i write it you know according to how it was told to me you know i did a lot of archiving and researching newspaper articles mm -hmm. fbi documents you know government file police records um, a lot of old newscast video footage and different things like that. You know, you have the dates have to be the dates. The events have to be told a certain way. Has to be as accurate as possible. And what is the name of the book again? Just so our audience can be reassured. The Afro Set. A-F-R-O Set. S-E-T is in Sam. Yeah, S-E-T. Yeah, so here you're both of the places that are very similar in, in terms of, you know, the, the world of the arts. And I, I mastered something that really resonated because I find like this day and age, we are still struggling to be seen. We're still struggling to be heard. And, and it's ridiculous to the point that um, it's so few. The fighters are still so few in in this day and age compared to what it, 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 it could be if we really opened up more and decide to really remove the fear within, as I always say, and march forward together united. How do you perceive the future? And any one of you can jump in on this. In terms of what steps do you think is necessary to take? Because I'm going to talk about... Um, Tali is in the United States, I love this. And then we've got Marcia who's in Canada. Canada for me has a passive aggressive racism that is outstandingly horrible. And I've always been outspoken about it. I've always been unspoken. <laughs> and then the, the, in the United States, I find that the racism is in your face and hence the violence that we see so often. But Canada has a very um, mental abusive one, I find. Better, what is needed to make that change, to make that perception of we are worthy to, to multiply more than it is now. Because I find that we are lagging in terms of numbers, still to this day, to make a market society. Anyone want to grab that?
y ahora tomamos un descanso musical. to make that perception of we are worthy to, to multiply more than it is now. Because I find that we are lagging in terms of numbers still to this day to make a mark in society. Anyone want to grab that? Well, with everything that's been happening in the years since George Floyd's death, I have seen, I have felt seen much more than I have before. Mm -hmm. So many other um, uh, cultural events where I think uh, this is it. This is where it's going to finally happen. And it turned out it was just a trend for a moment. And mm -hmm. then it went back to normal. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that there is any going back to normal this time. And maybe it's because of the pandemic where people had more time on their hands and they could go more in depth into things. But I've seen a difference in the arts. There are now that the term BIPOC has been created. Yes. Indigenous people of color. There are theater companies and film production companies and TV production companies saying, our bad, we know we have greenlit the tiniest percentage of um, projects by people from different cultures or from the BIPOC. So we are opening up our doors and mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, there's just no turning back because they, 
people have underestimated audiences. They think that they only want to see people who look like themselves and that the people who don't see people like themselves aren't very important. But lo and behold, all this work is now coming to the fore and it's doing crazy. The Watchmen, um, Lovecraft County, all these different things are doing hugely well. So they've all, they're all realizing now mm -hmm. that they've wasted time and there's going to be no turning back. Things are going to calm down. We're going to come through the pandemic. We're still going to be here saying, uh, uh, uh. You can't give it to us and take it back. Yeah, you know, this is true. And I am grateful for you saying that because that's a very positive outlook on it. Because I too have seen the magnitude of change from our people, wherein we're, we're recognizing, you know what, we need economic growth. You know what, we may not be uh, the same in terms of religious, because I'm not religious, but I still have so many religious people on my show. You know, we're recognizing that, you know what, we could have differences of beliefs or opinions, but we still need to come as a united front, like any other culture, to be better, you know, in the future. And you're right, I've seen the changes. Now let's take it to Taiye. What have you seen in terms of from the United States of America? Um, I guess by me being a historian, it kind of all looks the same to me. You know, I'm just speaking for myself. I can't speak for everybody else, but it's sure. like, you know, things like Emmett Till and, you know, the 60s and Martin Luther, you know, people, you know, they get mad, they get angry, and then it kind of dies down and goes back to the same old same thing. So I've kind of more invested my time into researching and reconnecting mm -hmm. with my African roots and my African history. So I visited maybe 20 African countries, roughly, you know, so for the future for me, I plan to live in Africa. That's why I have an African name, you know. Nice. I want to kind of reconnect with my brothers and sisters on the continent. But nevertheless, I still do have family and friends here that I do care about. And I do have to um, think of different ways to try to bring us together and unite. And maybe I can build a bridge from our brothers and sisters in Africa to our brothers and sisters in Canada, America, Brazil, the Caribbean, and different things like that, you know. I love it that I have two different sides sometimes because you go, you go, yeah, things is all rosy. And then you go, wait a minute, and you're so right. I thought about this. I thought about how easy it is to please us. I thought about this. I thought about the fact that, you know, this like, give them a little bit of candy, they'll be all right. When I think of that, I thought of George Floyd, wherein the, the police officer, it's like, oh yeah, take him in, you know, because we need somebody to be the, the one, somebody to take the fall, right? And they'll be okay with it. You know, because that's always been historically something. Do one little good thing for one situation and then they'll get to move on. So you made a very valid point. So thank you for sharing that. Now, in the world of um, theatre, Taiye, though, um, how have you been instrumental? You said in theatre? Yeah, I thought you said something about theatre or I may, might have read something in theatre. Oh, no, no, I'm inexperienced in theater, ah. but in, term, in terms of my book, my uncle, he was a playwright and they built the theater and they and that was an effective way because, you know, the black power movement and the black arts movement ah. was going on at the same time. So they could put messages in it. Like, for example, they would do plays about drug awareness, you know, and things oh, like that. Nice. And, and but they history. would. They're not doing it anymore. Because for me, when you, you talk about this, I'm like, wow, this is something that we need. It's like reinstate the Panthers, but on a global scale. I've been saying that for forever. Isn't that something that we want? Another Marcus Garvey movement where we can have a group in the States, the United States? 
or is that existing is that growing what's going on I mean it's definitely necessary but like I say like they say history repeats itself so we did have groups like the Black Panthers and Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X but and Fred Hampton and different people like that but ultimately they were either assassinated or thrown in jail for life or you know it's it's a very <laughs> dangerous situation in America you know what I'm saying so a lot of people don't opt to become a black leader or organize a black group because they have things like COINTELPRO you know they'll sabotage the groups or they'll frame them for crimes that they didn't commit or they'll try to put different members in the groups against each other and different things like that so it's, it's not so easy and, and 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 people in in the world in general in certain countries are still doing that to the, to this day in different yeah. countries suffering and 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 um we just don't see it as much because the us is bigger on the map than most countries so you know so i i hear what you're saying but i'm also saying that there are still people still fighting the war and being warriors so perhaps the the united states mentality needs to start changing we need a few more warriors you know yeah, we, we can't we can't live on fear alone and we it's better to have like warriors fighting for a common right and goal instead of fighting gangs blue black they always call it blue red thing going on which is unnecessary yeah. you know like it's time for us to like change that chip anyway i get all excited but moving back to our uh, marcy because we don't have much time and i get really passionate on certain things actually just things that are just so close to the heart Marcy, you touched children's novels. Let's talk about that. From what I've read, it was the pandemic that gave you this opportunity last year. Let's let's address that. Yeah, I had to move and um I had to do all the packing up on my own because of the restrictions. Couldn't yeah. have anyone in my house. So when I was um unpacking my bookshelves, I I just noticed all the children's books that I'd collected over the years, the picture books that I really liked. And I thought, well, I'll just read one on Facebook every day while I'm moving and uh then when I move to my new place, that'll be over. That's a nice little project. So, people really enjoyed it and um they said they would sit and watch, you know, with their kids with me reading and some of them who didn't have kids, they just liked listening to me tell the stories. And there were ones that I had loved over the years like A Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats and uh and uh you know Miss Rumphius by Barbara Cooney um and so when i moved and the pandemic was still going on 10 days later people were saying aren't there going to be any more and i said well the libraries are closed but i had enough friends living in the neighborhood who had children's books from when their kids were little that i started borrowing them and reading them and then when the library opened um i i started taking books from there and an artistic director from a children's theater company contacted me and said would you like to write your own story because i've written for them for older kids um and she said so i'm creating a puppet show inspired by my first year in canada and getting used to the seasons uh so so that's happening and uh i've it's been over 350 books now <laughs> wow that's amazing <laughs> Thanks. That is wonderful. Over 350 and this was since what last year. Yeah, it started April 19th last year, but I do want to point out that's not uh-huh. the only kind of writing I do. I do have a play that I wrote specifically for Zoom called A Magical Place. It was co-produced by the Stratford Festival and the National Arts Center, and it's about a woman who's just had enough 
and she just tells her boyfriend, I'm moving to Botswana. She said, I want to go to a place where I'm in the majority. Um, I can work from anywhere in the world with what I do. So I'm leaving. Later. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's and only five minutes long, so you can look it up on the Stratford Festival website. That's wonderful that you said that because that is, you know, part of the reason why I have you here on today because of the fact that it's in Stratford and it, 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 that's a big Canadian thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Taye, but it's like, wow, for the theater, that's like number one. You know, okay. it, yeah, it's like this you go to a particular city to embrace the arts. So if you could do come to Canada, one of the best places to go to, guaranteed. Okay, okay. All right. Well, both of you, I have to say thank you. And it has been truly a pleasure. Before you disappear, I would love for you to just tell us a little something inspiration to our audience. And I always try to focus on you. So just anybody who's in need, when times are hard, what can you do? Or what do you do to make yourselves feel better? That's one. And let us know how we can reach you. All right, let's go back to Tayu. Oh, okay. I want to thank you again, Queen, both of you. It's been an amazing experience. I appreciate you allowing me on the show. Um, you can reach me. I'm on Facebook. It's Camp Cleveland, C-A-M-P Cleveland. I have a website, uh, campcleveland.org. So if you're interested in, you know, traveling, my book, my music, anything, you can contact me um, in, in those ways. Um, I mean, you know, everybody gets stressed out. Everybody get depressed. You know, we all human. So, you know, I know some of the things that help me is writing, writing music, um, listening to music, meditation, deep breathing, eating healthy, exercising. You know, these things help take your mind off of, you know, some of the ills that's going on in the world. I just um, encourage everybody to continue to be motivated, you know, try to find your purpose. And, and work at it every day. It's not going to be easy every day. It's going to get hard sometimes, but you got to just become obsessed with it. You know, can't eat, can't sleep because you're thinking about how you're going to impact this world. Wonderfully said, Ty. Yes. You know, I do inspirational words, but between the two of you, I might not do one today. <laughs> All right. And Marcia, your last words for us. Uh, well, I can be reached uh, um, on Twitter at Miss Marcia J. Um, or Instagram, clever username 119. Um, and um, what has been really helpful to me is going outside at least once a day, um, especially with it now with all the flowers out and people are so much friendlier now because we're so isolated. And it's just good to just walk, even if it's around the block, it makes a difference. It, what a difference a walk makes. All right, Ty, are you gonna give us a little thing? You know, a little rap for us? You wanna give us like- Oh little... no, I ain't got nothing <laughs> for y'all today. <laughs> I'm gonna have to share some of my songs with you. Maybe you could add it on at the end. Don't worry, Ty, <laughs> you've already sent it and it will be played. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, it truly has been a pleasure. I'm very proud of both of you for what you're doing to, to our you. community, in our Thanks community. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. Blessings to you. And I wish you all the best and success and do not hesitate to let us know what's going on with you and what we can do to help promote and to guide and protect you in the best way we know how. Ashe. Blessings to you. Goodbye. You are listening to You are listening to the Status Quo Channel. I'm Multilingual Affair. I'm Multilingual Affair. On CKUT, CKUT, 90.3 and 3.
it's that time to say thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. Muchas gracias. Thank you to our special guests, Marcia Johnson and Taye Yuru. Uh, we truly appreciate love it. Until next time, we'll see you here on AMA. You're done now. Forgive us for the times that we slayed black queen. Forgive us for the times we didn't say. Tease natural. Tease natural integrity. Tease natural was developed with anyone in mind. Natural hair and body products for growth, repair, moisture, and shine. Handmade to orders, no preservatives, parabens, or sulfates. Product used from head to toe to make you feel and smell fantastic. Go to tiznatural.com. Teasnatural.com. Don't delay. Get yours today. You will regret it. Tease Natural. Integridad Natural. Tease Natural fue desarrollado pensando en todos. Productos naturales para el cabello y el cuerpo, para el crecimiento, la reparación, la hidratación y el brillo del cabello. Hecho a mano por encargo, sin conservantes, para venos ni sulfatos. Utilice el producto de la cabeza a los pies para que se siente y huela fantástico. Teasnatural.com T-I-Z-Natural.com Teasnatural No se demore, obtenga el suyo hoy. No te arrepentirás. No matter what you do.